Blog Talk Radio. Empowered Love with author, self-mastery coach, and relationship expert, Melanie Tanya Evans. Take back your power, heal your soul, and set yourself free. Free through Empowered Love. And now your host of Empowered Love, Melanie Tanya Evans. Hi everyone, I'm Mel and welcome to another Empowered Love Radio show. And Empowered Love Radio is now being broadcast live across the Speak Up and Talk Radio network. And you can listen to their shows by going to speakuptalkradio.com. So this week I'm doing a two-part series, I'm starting it. And it's called Divorcing a Narcissist. And this first radio show is number one of the two parts. And I think we'd all agree that divorce is one of the most excruciating things anyone can go through. Psychologist Thomas Holmes and Richard Ray in 1967 created a list of the top 43 most stressful life events. And divorce came out as the second most stressful, only capped by death of a spouse. Now, this is describing a normal divorce. What about divorcing a narcissist? That takes the stress to a whole new level. I've been through it and many people in the community have been, presently are, or will need to do so in the future. Maybe you are divorcing from a long-term or a short-term marriage. Many people need to divorce a narcissist after a long-term marriage for one of two reasons. The narcissist firmly discards you, leaving you for another source of supply, or you've reached the point where you've decided enough is enough and finally you're leaving. Or maybe your marriage wasn't long-term like mine, and what started off in a blaze of love bliss complete with the dream partner and The answer to all your prayers ended up a holocaust where either you were discarded or you crawled your way out of the carnage barely alive. Truly, regardless of whether divorce comes from long or short term narcissistic marriages, it can be horrendous. And I really want to cover off a few angles in this series, starting with part one, this week's article and radio show which is about the emotional state when divorcing a narcissist and what we need to do emotionally and spiritually to get clear, get out and get well. So I want to start off by talking about the emotional component and the emotional component of divorce comes first in this series for a really important reason. Divorcing a narcissist is complex and there are many parts to it and many stressful, difficult and high conflict parts. And this I firmly know as a result of my own journey and through helping so many others heal and thrive during and after divorce. That the emotional component is the most important thing to get right. Because from the foundation of a more solid, empowered, accepting self, All of the energy that was previously tied up in anguish, heartbreak, despair and powerlessness is liberated. And you have the energy available to create a new life rather than stay stuck in the helplessness of victimization. A better life than you could ever create previously, even before being narcissistically abused. 
I know that may seem really hard to believe right now, but I promise you that this can be your new truth after you get through this and after you've worked through narcissistic abuse as the most powerful breakdown, breakthrough experience in your life. And it is my greatest hope that this series can grant you the hope that it is not just possible, it's probable. But trust me, this is not simple Pollyanna stuff. We will roll around in the pain points and the traumas over the next two weeks and how to liberate yourself from them so that you can get to the other side. Very few people get married just for the sake of it or thinking that their marriage isn't going to last. I previously held the belief marriage is for life and as such the commitment of marriage at age 35 was a really big deal for me. Beliefs can be powerful and many of us took them very seriously. Many for religious reasons, security reasons or just sentimental reasons. Whatever the reasons, the fact is most of us were programmed to believe marriage is forever. Therefore, it is no surprise, especially if we're still in the illusion of loving this person, when we hold the divorce papers in our hands that we are devastated that our dreams and hopes of a life with this person are now destroyed. I know how this feels. I remember that day staring at the papers, feeling like something inside me had died. The pain was so great, I didn't know how I was ever going to feel normal again. At that time, I was hugely in resistance to what was. I really wanted to wake up one morning and discover that the marriage falling to pieces to the extent of having to divorce him had just been a bad dream. At that point in time, I would have done anything to wake up and have my wonderful husband life and future return to me. Today, I now know why I was in so much agony. I wasn't in acceptance that there was a higher reason to this. In fact, I'd stayed far too long despite abuse because I refused to accept what was. I had no frame of reference at that stage of my life to realise that what my head wanted, my personality, was not the real truth of my life and what my emotions were screaming at me, my soul, was the truth instead. No one had taught me that. In short, I've been ignoring the truth of my soul life and necessary personal journey, which was to grow, heal and take responsibility, to become the person who could generate a happy, fulfilling life for herself. Rather than be unconsciously, because I didn't know any better, stuck in a codependent model, wanting someone else to provide my life for me, as well as wanting someone else to provide my self-love self-worth and value in the world. Commodities that were my job. But I didn't know any of that at the time. And I would have been very likely to attack anyone if they did suggest it because the pain was so great of having my dream life torn away. I felt victimized beyond measure. Tragically, I felt I was not just losing the dream but losing virtually everything I'd put into the dream. Love, resources, money, time, effort, all of it. I'm sharing how it was for me because I know I'm speaking to many of you who are going through this right now. The lessons of narcissistic abuse generally come at a price, a hefty price. 
virtually everyone in this community who's been faced with intimate narcissistic partner breakup knows these agonies too. One of the worst devastations for me was this, him lining me up, which meant that I'd gone from being the love of his life to his utmost enemy. The truth was this had been happening all the way through the relationship anyway. And this happens to nearly all of us when leaving or divorcing a narcissist. It's simply par of the course. That had me reeling in utter despair. What I didn't know back then is this. If we're not working solidly and on our emotional inner state, then the price of narcissistic abuse and divorcing a narcissist compounds and becomes even bigger as we spiral down into a deep black hole of intense pain and victimization. But sorting out the emotional component doesn't come easily for many and it certainly didn't initially for me and it may not initially be for you. That is until you connect to a different way to deal with this. One way of transforming your emotional state is your highest priority, realizing that everything can unfold from the foundation of a more solid and healed emotional state. Soon, I'm going to explain exactly how and why this is so true. If, like me initially, you chose to stay or you're choosing to stay in the anguish of believing your dream life is over, your emotional journey and therefore practical journey within narcissistic divorce will tend to be excruciatingly painful. However, if you do the work on yourself and open up to the wisdom that this has happened for the reason of bringing you to the awakening of becoming your own self-generative creator of an incredible life, then there is a lot of work to do. But the results can be the most incredible, joyous rebirth you could possibly imagine. So worth the work. Yes, there will be losses. Those are inevitable. But the gain far transcends anything you could put a price on. What is more valuable than your joy, empowerment and love for life on every level? What is more valuable than being released from the literal bowels of hell into a true state of heaven? I promise you, my heart goes out to you in abundance if you're divorcing a narcissist especially if you still feel in love with this person and don't want to accept the marriage and the dream is over. I did it really hard. And my job and mission in writing this article is to help as many people as I possibly can to not go through divorcing a narcissist the way I did. Please understand I totally realize that even if you are not in love with this person anymore, divorcing a narcissist will be anything but easy. That is until you make your divorce journey all about a completely different reason than the senseless, cruel twist you thought it to be. So, I want to talk about why didn't this marriage work out? Naturally, there could be a hundred and one surface reasons such as this person was an abuser, life became unbearable, or he or she left me for another person, etc., etc. But I want to take this deeper. I truly believe we were never meant to have a relationship that worked with a narcissist. It's actually impossible to have a healthy and genuine relationship with someone with narcissistic personality disorder. 
people suffering from NPD don't heal and don't become healthy people because someone with narcissistic personality disorder is deeply unconscious and won't take personal responsibility for the inner wounding that causes their horrendous behaviour. Additionally, he or she cannot give up narcissistic supply, which is the self-medicating of inner emotional pain for long enough to claim, meet, embrace and deal with these inner wounds. In stark contrast, the narcissist does everything to self-avoid, garnish narcissistic supply and project their inner wounds onto others. It's important to understand that if narcissists don't do their inner work on their wounds, the exact reason they are capable of behaving in a malicious and pathological way, any words, admissions and sorries cannot hold up even if they were genuine at the time. The behaviour is ruled by their emotional wounds and false self. Narcissists literally can't stop the way they behave and never could unless they did take responsibility for their wounds and healed them. By the time the cracks are wide open in the relationship and the cycle of violence, and I want to just briefly explain the cycle of violence, what it is, it means there's an abusive event, damage results, then there's reunite, then tension builds again, and then there's the next abusive event. And this just goes in a self-perpetuating loop over and over again. And once that cycle of violence becomes more and more frequent and more and more damaging, as it does, then the narcissist firmly believes he or she is the victim and you are the perpetrator. That's what it's locked into. Because this is the only way the narcissist's false self can deal with what is happening. Zero personal genuine responsibility that lasts. That's what the narcissist does. And you can argue, prescribe, lecture, demand and jump up and down on your head a thousand times and it will not make one scrap of difference. The inner landscape of the narcissist is so pathological disordered he or she can't take and hold responsibility. How many of us nearly died trying to get the narcissist to see what they are doing? I nearly did. All because I didn't want to have my marriage end. And I didn't want to lose the status, dream, love, security and all the beliefs I had regarding marriage regardless of the truth that was smashing me over the head every other day. Truth such as, this person is not capable of being well and I was never going to convince, coerce, help or fix him to get well. He was not capable of loving me safely, nor was he capable of being an honest partner or capable of making amends or capable of stopping lies, abuse and criminal behaviour or capable of working on himself for real. This was not a marriage made in heaven, it was one made in hell. He was not my soulmate, he was my cellmate. He was never ever going to be my life partner. So what was the real deal? What was it really all about? Here is the answer. Evolution. That's the answer and it's not glib. It's a big answer. Because at the end of the day, the narcissist is a non-entity, unworkable, 
an abyss of life force that leads to nothing and nowhere. So what are we left with? Only ourselves and all of the untangling in regard to why did this happen to me? And I promise you, why this happened to me is a much healthier orientation than being snagged in what happened to me. The first is an empowered orientation that will take you forward into thriver consciousness and results. And the latter is a victim state that will only cement you deeply into more powerlessness. So, you know, back in the first end relationship, the marriage, I know I did not have emotional mastery. This was in stark contrast to people who do the work on themselves when separating from and divorcing a narcissist. People who do fare much better. The truth is narcissists are experts at feeding off your pain and fear. This is what energizes them, just as blood feeds sharks. And this is why your greatest mission in divorcing a narcissist and healing afterwards with a minimum of fallout is to detach every part of you that is getting emotionally triggered. By doing so, you start disconnecting your energy and self and you starve the narcissist to fuel. This is what disarms them more than any weapon that you could throw back. In fact, throwing missiles back when, emotion, when in emotional distress, fear and pain is the most potent fuel you can hand a narcissist. It's like throwing gasoline onto napalm. I've explained the following over and over in my articles in various different ways and in my radio shows, but it doesn't hurt to reiterate here, especially when we're dealing with some of the most painful parts of narcissistic abuse such as divorce. And this is what I want to explain again. Quantum truth allows us to understand what is really going on and why it is happening. It helps grant us acceptance and the knowing there is a reason for this and that there is something you can work with to turn all of this around. So let's dissect this piece by piece. To start off, this is the quantum truth. Everything is connected. This means that ultimately we are all of it. What this means is there is nothing in our experience that is not relating to a part of ourselves. Bear with me because this part is really important. There are two types of experiences we can have in life. Positive and loving or negative and painful. And of course, any derivative on both scales. If we have a positive and loving experience, this means we are subconsciously and consciously aligned on that topic. Otherwise, that positive experience could not have been in our experience. What I mean by subconsciously and consciously aligned is this. What you want is a direct match with your subconscious programming. Therefore, you are integrated and more of you, which is this integration, is showing up outside of you as you in your experience. So again, more of you, however you're integrated, is showing up outside of you as you in your experience. 
Now we know that divorcing a narcissist as well as being in a relationship with a narcissist is intensely painful, it's horrendous and this we need to understand. We only have power within ourselves because that is where all of your life is being generated from, including your present experience with a narcissist. This doesn't mean that we are taking the blame. What it means is we're acknowledging the deeper truth and looking to what we can change, which is only ever ourselves. We can't change the narcissist or deal with or work with them. That's futile and hopeless. So rather than perceiving the divorce and horrendous things that are happening as a powerless victimized disaster, we can start accepting they are in fact a message. A message to show us that our subconscious and conscious minds are not aligned on the topic of love, otherwise narcissistic abuse and the divorce experience could not be in our reality. But now it is our reality. And it's showing us our wounds that we can heal. Parts of ourselves we can claim and shift. And how when we get through this and emerge as healed and transformed, we will no longer have to attract, attract messages about our necessary evolution that are this painful and devastating. Also, we will have the subconscious and conscious alignment to experience love that is healthy and real. Many people, when stuck in the unconscious victimized model, which I promise you is normal, I initially spent a lot of time there too, don't believe that this has anything to do with working on their beingness. So they continue the doingness, trying to combat the narcissist, making attempts to defend themselves against attacks without doing any work on their subconscious wounds to align with their conscious mind of what they do want and their wounded subconscious continues to produce in their experience via the narcissist all the evidence that supports the inner painful beliefs wedged inside them. Let me grant you some really common examples that I've seen time and time again play out within people's subconscious until they do the work on healing them over the last eight years. These are wounds from childhood that have never been healed. The wounds that the narcissist is playing on, battering and offloading his or her damaged self onto. These are the wounds that are the very reason you got enmeshed with a narcissist beneath the level of conscious realisation and why you've had trouble letting him or her go. It is the glue that binds you in this deadly game of love destruction. These are an example of wounds which once found, released and up-leveled will cease to create this by taking away the other half of the magnet. These wounds are feeling insignificant, unloved and unworthy, which means having suffered abandonment, punishment or criticism as a child. Feeling like your boundaries were encroached and you had no personal space, rights or truth. Having suffered violation and enmeshment as a child or engulfment. Feeling powerless to be yourself and express your truth, live your truth and be allowed to be yourself. That's all about having suffered invalidation as a child. Feeling like you are not worthy of being loved and that you are not acceptable as you are. And that's all about having suffered conditional love as a child. 
I popped a post up in my Facebook group regarding the producing of these article series and I asked people if they had any requests or comments to share. And what was consistent naturally were posts of struggle and pain, as we'd expect. And some examples were talking about reeling in disbelief regarding the M being so nice at the start and ending up a monster and the desire to keep rescuing and saving the narc from their own demise and not being able to pull back from that and the utter devastation of being treated so cruelly in the divorce process. And these are only some of many examples. So we could look at all of this logically and state, of course I would feel like that. But if we really want to transcend, heal and break out of the painful patterns in our life, we have to ask ourselves this. Why is my tendency towards certain triggers different from someone else's, even though they've been treated in pretty much identical narc ways? The reason is because the higher purpose of the narcissist is to bring evidence to you of your existing inner painful programs as a whopping great super serve so that they get your attention. What these three emotional topics that I just described above are really about are these painful unhealed beliefs. I can't trust people who are supposed to love me. And that was the one that was related to the person reeling in disbelief regarding the narcissist being so nice at the start and ending up as a monster. And the next one was the desire to keep rescuing and saving the narc from their own demise. What that belief is really about is if I fix other people, then they can be safe and then I can be safe. And the last one, the utter devastation of being treated so cruelly, what that is really about is people who were supposed to love me hurt me. What happens to us as per the narcissist treatment relates to our painful programming at a very early age. The narcissist is unconsciously attuned to use your greatest wounds against you because that's exactly what narcissists do with uncanny accuracy. Then your emotional reaction of having these very young wounds, which are still alive in your body, ripped open again, grants the narcissist the fuel to attack you even more. And your inner wounds generate this self-abuse of not being able to move past what happened to me even long after the narcissist is gone. This is the reason why if healing is not taken to a deeper level, the healing of why this happened to me, people do not recover from narcissistic abuse unless they can authentically just choose to let the hurt and the wound go. Most mere mortals, including myself, struggle to do this with severe trauma. Go on to any standard abuse forum and you will see the evidence everywhere regarding people sadly and painfully stuck in the regurgitation of what happened to them. This is because they never break free with the understanding and healing of why it happened. I want to talk about working at emotion first. None of the painful subconscious emotional programs we accumulated were conscious decisions. They are not what you want and not what you thought you were signing up for with the narcissist. 
These were emotional programs you absorbed as a child, emotionally experienced, and feed a brainwave with no conscious sophistication to filter out or decide differently. Every message with any emotional component was accepted as true without exception. The ones we are concerned about are the clumsy, thoughtless, crappy and terrible messages. And by the way, please don't blame your parents even if they are narcissists. Their own subconscious and subsequent behaviour is created by the messages they received from their unconscious role models as children. Heal your wounds from them. These are your wounds. They're in your body. They're in your subconscious regardless of how they got there. Trying to hold anyone else responsible for them means handing your power over and of course means you will never be healed. Understanding our subconscious is key. Our subconscious programs are firmly in control of 95% of our life with the power of our conscious mind being only 5% of our feelings, thoughts and actions by the time we are 35 years of age. What is important to understand is the greater part of our programming happened before 7 years of age. The time when a child's subconscious has the voracious ability to download and absorb astounding amounts of information in order to participate in the human experience. This is truly the feat of a mega computer that is totally astounding. Now you might ask what this has to do with the practicalities of what you are going through with divorce, with custody, with property, with every anguish, hurdle and challenge. The answer is it has everything to do with it. Because when you make this journey all about the necessary reprogramming of yourself, you will evolve beyond this lesson. Then rather than showing up feeling the powerlessness and helplessness you felt as a child, I promise you that is what's going on. You will be operating from an adult emotional inner container instead. And this is when you will take your power back. You start getting your power back by having the vital emotional inner integration to set adult clear boundaries and make adult clear decisions. From an integrated state, being free of the wounds, not only are you emotionally solid, inspirations also to come to you about what to do. And you become an energetic match to attract the right people, solutions and support. Additionally, because the narcissist is no longer receiving your emotional pain and fear as the fuel to feed his or her terror campaign, and please know this can simply be emotionally energetic, not even any real communication you have with the narcissist. He or she loses power and often has to take the projections, punishment and drama to someone else who will provide the necessary fuel. Because of having their fuel line cut, many narcissists stop the behaviour and even do settlements and custody agreements all of a sudden for this reason. When there is no more emotional supply to get, the narcissist has to move on. But none of this is possible when you are stuck in your young, unconscious wounds of pain, fear, devastation, powerlessness and victimisation or in anger, resentment 
or any other fear or any other negative emotion that is not aligned as grace, transcendence and true evolved personal power. So many people, generally those stuck in pain and victimization, believe it is totally irresponsible to work on your emotions and not take action. I am not saying don't take action. What I am saying is this, work on your emotions first. Heal your triggered powerless inner programs and then you will take action that has a positive effect. There are people everywhere doing a ton of doing and acting against narcs with no change to their inner being, their programming and the results are shocking. There is no amount of doing that substitutes for being because the total truth is our entire life is being created from within. Hence the total lesson of narcissism, the most dire state of unconsciousness, is for us to discover true consciousness. From the most ghastly of darkness lies the seed of the purest of light. This is in fact another quantum reality. Everything comes from no thing. Light comes from darkness. Okay. Back to the real life play out. Of course, this is not about healing yourself and taking no action. Of course, you can defend yourself. But the difference is when you do the work on yourself, you will be able to take action calmly, factually and solidly in your integrity, which means not being emotionally derailed. And no matter what the narcissist tries to throw which will run out of steam sooner or later with you, no long, with you no longer feeding it. Rather than being emotionally pummeled by lies, maliciousness, insane greed and accusations, complete betrayal by using information against you, attempted abuse by proxy and any of the other assorted nasty, narcissistic tricks, you will have a benign emotional response because you no longer have the matching inner childhood wounds and you will deal with it all factually and straight down the line. Then I promise you, you will see how powerless narcissists really are and how they unravel. Please lean into and feel what I'm saying because something inside you cellularly knows this to be true. It resonates because it is the truth. But you are not going to live this truth until you can either authentically let go of your woundedness and have no emotional charge or you do the essential inner work on yourself in order to. So I hope this has helped you realize the deeper reasons why you are going through such a painful time in your life and I hope it has allowed you some insight which is inner awakening in sight into what is really going on for you as well as the knowing you are not powerless and you can turn this around. Next week in part two, I want to talk about some of the very painful aspects of divorce such as being replaced with a new partner, fears for your children over custody battles and the loss of money, property and resources. So please stay tuned and please pass this radio show and the article that will be on the blog Pass it on to people who you know are suffering, who need to hear this information. 
Finally, I would love you, especially if you are suffering a great deal right now with divorcing a narcissist or impending divorce, to join me in my next free webinar, which is called The Three Keys to Thriving After Narcissistic Abuse. Because in this webinar, you will learn exactly how to do the work on your subconscious, reprogram yourself and break authentically free from the holocaust of narcissistic abuse. And as always, I really look forward to your uh, questions and your comments on the blog. And for you to go to my blog, you can go to blog.melanietoniaevans.com and to come into my next free webinar, you can go to www.melanietoniaevans.com forward slash free webinar. Again, www.melanietoniaevans.com forward slash free webinar. So I hope that's really helped and that's it for, for me for this week. So lots of love everybody and bye-bye.